0: The Democrat Party seizes control and then teaches your children fake history and teaches them to be racist and then runs on it as if that's some sort of mandate. The Democrat Party allows little boys to go into the little girls' room and vice versa, putting your kids at risk at schools, and then runs on it as though there was a mandate to do so. What is it that they know that will allow them to commit political suicide, but they'll just do it anyways? I mean, why are they so confident in the crappy stances that they take? Because they're communist and they probably know they'll steal the election. It's the Six Separate Tyrannists podcast.
1: Six Separate Tyrannists, Virginia.
0: To set the table for what we want to discuss about the Virginia gubernatorial race and all of the down-ticket races, um, we need to take a look at it from a bird's-eye view of the country. We need to set the table. So you're first going to hear what it sounds like to be inside the bubble of the mainstream media and the D.C. elites. And then you're going to hear... The sound of that bubble popping <laughs> really quickly. So, the first clip is Brian Stelter, everybody's favorite doughboy from CNN. Um, he's given this scenario, this hypothetical picture of America in 2022 uh, with the Republican Party. And this is what goes on within the bubble of the left wing media.
1: Imagine it's 2022. Right-wing media keeps pummeling President Biden, weakening him, calling him a tyrant one minute and senile the next. Donald Trump is in complete control of the GOP, and his entire political existence is premised on the big lie. He launches his own version of Twitter, and he streams a talk show on the web. And it doesn't get as many viewers as Fox, but it sets the agenda on the hard right. And the agenda is revenge, taking back what he says was stolen. The big lie as rallying cry supplies years worth of content for mega media and establishment GOP figures have to play along in order to keep their jobs. Trumpers like Sean Hannity are enforcers, attacking dissenters for daring to stray. Some have to leave the party. Trump continues to traverse the country holding rallies under the banner of Save America, meaning America is under such dire threat that it needs to be saved from Democrats. These rallies are live on Newsmax and OAN, and they are streamed all over the place. And to, quote, save America, red states continue to place new restrictions on voting rights, with local radio hosts and commentators providing all the rhetorical cover that's needed.
0: Um, There's no coercion in right-wing media, especially by Sean Hannity. I mean, come on, who's really listening to that guy anymore? I mean, do you really think that people are going to lose their jobs if they don't carry the water and then when he gets into America doesn't need saving and that, you know, the gall that we would have to think America would need saving, the fact that they would even factor that in, um, that's inside the bubble of the mainstream media. Now, Chuck Todd, of all people, <laughs> F Chuck Todd, <laughs> is going to give us the sound of that bubble popping because he's he can't hide the lies anymore. They can't hide What they're doing anymore in fact it goes back to what i said in the intro what is it that they know that they're so confident in that they can do all of the things that they're doing and not think that it would not destroy them politically just listen to chuck todd break it down and the bubble is popping in real time
2: we have a brand new nbc news poll out this morning that's filled with some scary news for the democrats the overarching message Americans have lost their confidence in President Biden and their optimism for the country. At least they have right now. Just 22 percent of adults say we're headed in the right direction. A shocking 71 percent say we're on the wrong track. And that includes a near majority of Democrats who are saying that. President Biden's approval rating stands at a dismal 42 percent versus 54 percent who disapprove. Believe it or not, just two months ago, Mr. Biden was in positive territory. 49 percent approving, 48 percent disapproving. So what's pulling down the president's numbers? Well, look at this set of numbers. Just 37% say he has the ability right now to handle a crisis versus nearly a majority who say he does not. 37% also say he's competent and effective as president. 50% disagree with that description. What's more, Republicans, believe it or not, have double-digit leads in dealing with border security, inflation, crime, national security, the economy, and shockingly, on getting things
0: done. So it sounds to me like people think it needs saving. (laughs) I mean, sounds to me like they have lost all types of approval. I mean, can you imagine those numbers if they were on the other side? They'd be cheering. This would be constantly talked about. And they're shocked about it. But they can't hold their shock inside much longer because it is what it is. The thing is what it is. It's going to come out. (laughs) I mean, you can't hide it but for so long, and they've tried. So they're going to use every subversive method they can to sabotage what everyone else is already feeling. I mean, the mood and the temperature is hot for an American sovereignist movement, an America first. Not America isolationist, not nationalist, but the reverence of sovereignty and America's greatness in the world. It's there. It's just we just don't have a party that wants to do any sort of movement. I mean, have you heard the GOP? Nothing, not a peep, at least on not on the congressional side. Um, but for us to make a movement happen it has to be local. And that's where we're focusing in on Virginia, because that's where I live. And that's what I think is seeing a groundswell for Yunkin, as far as governorship, for Jason Yarez, for Winsome Sears. You know, I mean, it's going down the ticket. And we need to flip this entire state red again. It wasn't that long ago that it was red. I mean, it was only in the early 2000s. So it can go back. And the problem is we just need to get people out of thinking in in the, uh, how would you say, intellectually lazy paradigm. You know, we, we got to get rid of the balkanization. We got to get rid of, well, my family always voted Democrat. So I need to vote Democrat. You know, that kind of garbage. Look at how things were handled by one party and look at how instantaneously they were destroyed and gone into complete and utter tailspins by the other party. Not that long ago. It's less than a year. (laughs) We now have inflation. We have gas prices going through the roof. We have an economy in the toilet. We've got open borders that they're now thinking about giving illegal immigrants who are separated from their family 400 grand apiece. You've got Afghanistan completely destroyed. We up and just left everybody, allowed the Chinese to go in and, and hijack it. I mean, all within a few months. So the, the dichotomy is there, you know, the, the yin and yang can be seen in real time. So what's going on in Virginia, uh, Yunkin is starting to gain a lot of ground because of the Loudoun County incident. And because that's that's a that incident is emblematic of a larger symptom. The CRT, critical race theory, things being taught to our kids, It's not even just that, it's just the issue of public schools and what can be taught to your kids and what shouldn't be taught to your kids and what is being taught to your kids and whether or not you as a parent should have a say in it. You want one driver that's going to drive politics? Having a kid, thinking of the kid's well-being, that will change people's political mindsets, that will put people into motion, that will motivate them to go out to a school board meeting and lay holy hell on the people that are allowing these toxic curriculums in. So now that Glenn Youngkin is is leading, we have these idiots show up outside of his bus. (laughs) You've got about five people who look like they're Cheesecake Factory servers that went into the Home Depot and decided to buy some tiki torches because apparently they're trying to revive that stupid incident that we debunked in Charlottesville, which was another Democrat Party person putting on a rally, and then the Antifa people show up and then it turns into a a cluster, and then they blame it on the right because they think that there's some right-wing white nationalist movement that doesn't exist. I mean, when did the KKK decide, yeah, we're not going to wear the Klan's robes anymore and the hoods. We're going to wear goofy button-up white shirts and carry around tiki torches. When did that become a thing? So Elizabeth Holmes from ABC, or NBC29, I think that's the Charlottesville affiliate, she says, the... These men approached Glenn Youngkin's bus as it pulled up and what sounded like we are all in for Glenn. Here they are standing in front of the bus at his campaign event at Guadalajara. I think that's the restaurant. Um, I've actually eaten Guadalajara restaurants down here. They're really good Mexican food. Um, But we then find out that hmm, something doesn't seem right. Now, one of them is black. So either he's, you know, (laughs) that guy from the Chappelle show uh, that skit where he comes out as the the black guy who's the KKK member under the hood. And really, you know what's funny about that? People think that that was the beginning uh, of that skit. You know, like that was, that was completely originally thought out. Actually, there was a skit before that by Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. You know, Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul. David Cross, he's been in a lot of stuff, movies and what have you. Um, two leftists, but they did make funny comedy back in the day. They did a skit about the new KKK. They were talking about how they were rebranding the KKK, and they're going to make it the new KKK. And there's a a scene in the skit where they pull off their hoods, and it's a black guy and a white guy, and they're jumping up and down, high-fiving each other. It's really funny. Um, That's what it seems like to me. And then we find out Tim Young, at Tim Runs His Mouth, comedian on the right, great guy. He says... Hmm. One of them is the financial director for Virginia young Democrats. And since being outed as such has made his Twitter private. You're welcome for me doing your job. Yep. This guy Camden Layton is one of the guys. Um, Camden vote for Dems on November 2nd. Layton. He is at Clayton Layton or Camden Layton for Virginia online. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, t- Tom Cotton, of all people, responded by saying, Terry McAuliffe is so desperate that his staffers are dressing up like Ralph Northam. Because <laughs> remember, Blackface Northam was dressed up as a KKK member. Um, it did not work. And-, and there's one guy who looks like he showed up and just threw a shirt on. He's got like the neon T-shirt under it. it. It bleeds right through his white shirt. It's almost like they said, hey, here, grab this shirt, put it on real quick. Pretend to be white supremacist. Then somebody else, Alex Sears, outed another one. I am now confident that we have identified the woman in this group of political actors as Colleen Wackenfield. She is also with Virginia Democrats. (laughs) And they keep the ruse going. You've got this one individual who's a blue checkmark saying, Hey, Glenn Youngkin, would you care to comment about the Nazis at your campaign stop? They seem to like you. Well, we found out most of them we're with Virginia Democrats and campaign people on the left. So then just to put the cherry on top, the Lincoln project, remember this is Stephen Hayes and Rick Wilson and, uh, John Weaver. The, these are the political consultants that helped McCain and, and the rhinos and they're anti-Trump. And now they're just anti-GOP or anybody that's pro, uh, uh tea party ish. um, John Weaver got busted uh, grooming underage boys because he's a petter ass uh, that Rick Wilson is getting money from Cutter and Stephen Hayes is just a giant hack. So, uh, yeah, we find out that the Lincoln Project, that's who they're called. That's their pack. They said or they took responsibility for this stunt. They put out a statement that said today the Lincoln Project released the following statement. Glenn Youngkin had said, President Trump represents so much of why I'm running. Youngkin proves it every day by trying to divide Virginians using racial code words like critical race theory and supporting a ban on teaching the works of America's only black Nobel laureate. The Lincoln Project has run advertisements highlighting the hate unleashed in Charlottesville, as well as Youngkin's continued failure to denounce Donald Trump's very fine people on both sides, which has been debunked a thousand ways to Sunday. We will continue to draw this contrast in broadcast videos, on our social media platforms, and at Yunkin rallies. Today's demonstration was our way of reminding Virginians what happened in Charlottesville four years ago if the Republican Party's embrace of those values and Glenn Yunkin's failure to condemn it continue. The Glenn Yunkin campaign is enraged by our reminder of Charlottesville for one simple reason. Glenn Yunkin wants Virginia to forget that he is Donald Trump's candidate. We will continue to hold Glenn Youngkin accountable if we will denounce Trump's assertion that Charlottesville rioters possessed very fine qualities will withdraw the tiki torches. Until then, we'll be back. Oh, that's a threat. Well, <laughs> you really can't go too far because you can't get around any schools. <laughs> In fact, the Babylon Bee put something up about that. They said something to the effect of uh, they were... Uh, they're not able to have any rallies close to schools. Um, and so that's why Glenn Youngkin's bus decided to stop by a school to keep the Lincoln Project away. <laughs> but it's it's really insane that they've gotten to these points because Terry McAuliffe has just fallen apart. I mean, he's been campaigning with Obama. He's been campaigning with uh, Joe Biden, yeah, here it is. Glenn Youngkin keeps Lincoln Project away from holding a rally within five hundred feet of school. <laughs> so that's how he handled it. Um, and so right now it looks as though Roanoke College's final poll prior to the election: Terry McAuliffe favorable rating forty four percent, his unfavorable rating is forty three. Glenn Youngkin's favorable rating is forty five, his unfavorable is thirty seven. And see, my thing is, some of these polls, such as the one that they had with uh, Fox News, where they said Yunkin's up five, five points, he may well be. I don't really trust Fox polls. I do trust the Trafalgar group, because I've heard him talk about their methodology, how they come up with the numbers. And here it is right now with Trafalgar. Prediction, polls, in the last 24 hours, Virginia governor race, Richard Barris, big data poll, Yunkin plus three. Robert Cahaly with Trafalgar, Yunkin plus three. Echelon Insight, Yunkin plus three. Mark Penn, Yunkin plus two. Washington Post, McAuliffe plus one. Fox News, Yunkin plus eight. So it's looking like we're seeing a two to three point lead for Yunkin. Of course, you know, Washington Post, they're the lefties, so they're going to always take the side of uh, of McAuliffe. But we're now finding that, you know, there's they're, they're starting to say that there will not be an election called on election night, which probably so these days. That's a lost art. We've totally botched that. I don't know how that happens. You know, we can have election in one day. It's not hard to do. And that's the election Uh, the voting uh, suppression that Brian Stelter is talking about. We just want identification. We just want chain of custody. We just want secured votes. We don't need to have everybody just rolling in and just voting, not even in the right district, not even citizens of the country or the state, but that's what, you know, that's what they want. So Terry McAuliffe sticking his foot in his mouth he actually sent an email to Fox news about killing a story. Like there was the story of Mark Elias. Mark Elias is a member of a law firm that is deeply involved with the Spygate scandal against Donald Trump with the FBI and the Clinton foundation and the Clinton campaign. Um, Perkins Coie Sussman, all of them were all involved. Mark Elias, who's been, uh, he's completely corrupted he has now become the lawyer for Terry McAuliffe. He's already filed lawsuits. We haven't even gotten to election day, and he's already contesting the vote. Haven't even finished the vote yet. So the story came out that he has hired this guy and that he's put him to work, and Fox wanted to follow up on it and say, hey, is this, is this true? Well, the idiot in the McAuliffe campaign emailed back and included the email address of the Fox news reporter and said, can we kill this? (laughs) So in 24 hours, McAuliffe sent an email to Fox news about killing a story coordinated with the Lincoln project for a stunt involving LARPing as Nazis and, um, told a campaign spokesman, uh, Houston keen to F off. (laughs) And the Lincoln project is saying these, uh, stories, uh, these Nazi things are going to continue so we can look for more of this. But yeah, Kyle Becker, um, he was with Fox News. He put out the story on this um, Democrat operative who claimed credit for staging Youngkin's white supremacist stunt took selfie with a race hoaxer. The Democrat operative who claimed credit for the white supremacist for Yunkin's hoax took a selfie with one of the race hoaxers while at another political event. <laughs> it looks Like we may have a positive ID on the race, J6 hoaxer, thanks to the great Rosie Memos. Rosie Memos has put out a lot of cool stuff. But uh, as far as uh, breaking down the the spying on Donald Trump um, when he was first elected, uh, it should be noted that checking the archive for the tweet that shows Twitter has gone into protective mode has slapped a sensitive material warning on the tweet, which is time-stamped as of 7.36 a.m., And that's where uh, Elizabeth Holmes put the tweet up about, you know, from NBC 29 in Charlottesville, put the tweet up about Glenn Youngkin having these people stand in front of his bus. Shortly after, Terry McAuliffe's social media manager, Charlie Olaf, amplified the story by making it appear that the tiki torch-bearing white supremacists were Youngkin supporters. Olaf tweeted, wow, at a campaign stop for Glenn Youngkin this morning, people were holding tiki torches and charge, uh, chanting for, we're all in for Glenn Youngkin. Disgusting reference to the 2017 United uh, Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville. Um, of course, that's all been debunked now. We know that this is all garbage. <laughs> Glenn Youngkin doesn't have anything to do with white supremacists. It, it's really amazing. They're just stupid to all types of levels because they cannot get anything. And now we have to worry about whether or not We're going to be able to vote in person up in northern Virginia because now we have an ISIS terror threat.
3: Police in northern Virginia, just outside Washington, D.C., are on a heightened state of alert. A new law enforcement warning of a potential threat against malls and shopping centers.
1: We have increased our police presence throughout the county to include major thoroughfares, transit hubs, shopping plazas and shopping malls.
3: Sources tell CBS News the threat originated with ISIS, the international terrorist group, and is the basis for the alert. Police say the increased law enforcement presence will be in place through the Halloween weekend.
1: It's just our responsibility to have a greater presence, uh, to be more aware, and to ask the community to have their eyes and ears peeled uh, for suspicious activities.
3: ISIS has been more active since the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan in August. Officials say threats from the group and al-Qaeda are accelerating. Homeland Security's intelligence chief said this week the terror groups want individuals to act on their own, so-called lone wolf attacks overseas
2: and at home. Right now we're seeing a dramatic increase or an increase uh, in online activity by media operations associated with different al-Qaeda elements uh, and the Islamic State.
3: As investigators learn more about the threat, officials said the law enforcement presence could be extended through Tuesday's governor's race in Virginia.
0: Yeah, an ISIS threat. First off, ISIS wouldn't have reemerged out of its caves if it wasn't for Joe Biden basically just unplugging us from Afghanistan within a minute. Um, but who even knows if, if ISIS is capable at this point of conducting something in america i'm sure a lot of them have come across the border because we just don't care i mean we remember the cycle of flying in from the middle east into brazil being brought up by the cartels through the uh the darien gap in in panama up through central america coming in with the caravans being brought across the border hezbollah hamas isis all working in tandem with the drug cartels in Mexico and being brought across the border. The drug cartels are given weapons, and uh, that's why you see beheadings being conducted by the cartel that are very similar to what you see in Afghanistan and in Syria, and it's just one giant mess. So they could already be here, but I think they're using that to kind of scare people a little bit. We've already gotten past coronavirus. I got to, you know fold up my publisher's clearinghouse ballot and, and fling it like a paper airplane into a box because I can't be more than six feet from somebody and having to wear a mask the whole freaking time that's gone out the window. But this, the, you know, the residual effects are still in play mail-in voting, voting early, all that BS. So maybe they're going to Trump up an ISIS threat the week of election day to kind of hope, hopefully minimize the vote because we got to use fear tactics because you can't win, On the substance that they have. I mean, Bill Maher called him out. Listen to this from Town Hall. Bill Maher to Virginia Democrats. McAuliffe could lose election over uh, education because parents vote. Right. The motivating factor is your child and your child's future. And what's going to be left? HBO host Bill Maher urged Democrats not to become complacent when it comes to the Virginia gubernatorial election, which, if the polls are any indication could go to a GOP candidate for the first time in more than a decade, primarily because of how each candidate in the race is handling the issue of education. The show panel's discussion began with Marr saying that Terry McAuliffe should walk away with the win since Biden won Virginia by 10 points, which is debatable, in the 2020 presidential election, and McAuliffe previously served as the Commonwealth's governor. But, as Marr noted, the governor's race is neck and neck, with Republican Glenn Youngkin becoming more and more popular among voters due to his stance on education, an issue Marr previously warned could doom Democrats. Quote, I said this months and months ago that the issue in the coming elections is going to be what's going on in the schools, Marr said. Parents vote and they don't like what's going on in schools. They feel like they're losing control. And this became the issue of the election. Trust me, this is going to be a huge barometer kind of election because if Terry McAuliffe loses, people are going to understand, oh, yes, That's right. It's going to be about that. Then he slammed McCullough for a comment he made on September 28th, debates saying, I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually take books out and make their own decisions. I don't think parents should be telling (laughs) schools what they should teach. And a lot of people applauded Bill Maher for saying that, but he's right. And that's where this whole thing's going. We are going to see... Uh, you know, Mark Herring as attorney general has done an awful job. Crime is going up. Jason Miarez, tough on crime. He's going to pull a victory in my opinion. And he should, because he's perfect for the job. Um, his background, like we talked about in the last podcast of, uh, you know, his Cuban uh, descent on his, uh, I think it's his mom's side. Um, we see that he knows what, what liberty and freedom mean. Winsome Sears, she seems to be a good candidate. I still don't know enough about her, but she—I'm uh, doing my research on her. But at this point, I just—I'm going down ballot. I don't care. It just needs to happen because we need to send a message, and we need to put people in play and get things back on track, and we need to rip out the cancer that they've stuck within this entire state for the last fifteen some years. Down here in the Virginia Beach, in Barry Knight, I know the guy. Going to support him. Um, you know, uh, Lee Henderson for treasurer, um, maybe even Bob Loyola, who's run for every daggone race in the world for commissioner, just to kind of send a message. I think we're going to have to really look at school boards. That's going to be the focus after this election for the, uh, Six Semper Tyrannus podcast is we're going to focus on some school board races that, have members of the school board up for being recalled. And we're going to start outing these people because we need to know who needs to be removed, who are allowing these schools to turn into what's happening in Loudoun County. It needs to be put on, on, on notice. It needs to be lit up and uh, and illuminated. And we need to inform people who these people are so that, we can make good decisions going to the, to the polls. I mean, right now this is the thing with, with voting on the local end. I don't know if you notice this most of the time, you don't even know what party they're with. They're always independent. Right. And then you don't even know their stance. The only way that I can figure it out is I can get little code words, little, little phrases that they say that match up with a certain side. Um, Not that you have to pick outside of independent and go one party or the other, But a lot of these people are Democrats pretending not to be. So they don't want to put any party affiliation up because they don't want their success to be tied to any national referendum. But we also need to know what their real motivating goals are. And so we need to start illustrating who these people are, what party they really are affiliated with, what their goals really are. Um, And we need to make it public. So that's the point of this podcast is I plan on starting to dig in in various races throughout the Commonwealth, uh, regardless of if it's in my backyard or not, just so that, you know, we can start to really give a light to those who may not have the time to look it up, may not know who these people are and are just going to walk in and just, you know, well, you know, this person won last time. Let's vote for him again. And then you get the same crap policies because you didn't decide to make the change, but it's all going to happen locally. That's the only way you're going to defeat this. And while we're seeing what's happening locally, uh, locally here in the state of Virginia, being the bellwether to everything nationally, we're going to have to take it, a, take it apart in every state possible. Remember that one podcast I did on Adrian Slade's show where we broke down, that it was six counties that, they were able to steal the election from six counties, flip the election, six, not hard to fix voting integrity in six counties. And it's not six states. It's just a county within a state, but a county that could flip a state. You know, Northern Virginia can flip the entire state of Virginia In California. There are, you know, a couple Los Angeles County. I mean, you've got certain places control the entire state politically, I think Andrew Wilkow's uh, assertion of doing an electoral college in, on the state level is necessary because this is how it will play out if they remove the electoral college like they want to do nationally because then a few states would basically decide the political makeup of the entire country and you will never have a say again if they eliminate that. And so we need to start looking at that on the state level, but it's all going to happen locally. And you've got to be informed. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Until next time, six separate Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon, wherever Wherever you you are. are. Onion, now you go home.